have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Mark. I want you to hear, this is, this is my heart to you. Uh, this is what, if I was to be able to sit down with you personally for 15 minutes, this is what I would want to tell you. That's what I want to talk to you about today. This is what, if, if we was to have some, a long time and able to stand one-on-one, then I want, this is what I feel is the most important thing as me, as your pastor and your friend, that I could share with you to possibly help your life and to help you accomplish everything God had put you on earth to do. So stay with us this morning. We're going to talk about those things. All right, in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it said, And the same day when the even would come, he saith unto them, talking about his disciples, right previously in the book of Mark, what he's been doing, he's been teaching them. He's just taught them about the sower going forth to sow. He's told them about how the enemy tried to come in and tried to steal what God's doing in your life or what God's trying to do in your heart. And then right after that glorious teaching, this is what he says. He says that he says to them, let us pass onto the other side. I believe this is more than a statement. I believe this is a commission in every one of our lives. I want you to know God's not through with the one of us. God still has a plan for our life. We may have messed it up and we may have seemed like that we tried to deteriorate it, but I want you to know God is still faithful and God is still God. What He has promised you as a young person, God can still do it even when you're old. Praise the Lord. So we take a hold to that. He said, let us go into the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took, even as he was in, in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. Verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind. What's happening? Jesus is traveling with his disciples over to the other side of the lake, which is about 13 miles across it. In the process of it, a great storm of wind. Notice what says, the great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And, and I want to talk to you this morning. I want to talk to you when you, when what you see is caused by what you don't see. If I could tell you anything, if I could anyway give you spiritual unction in your life, and I, if I could give you anything that would protect your life or regard your life, that would be the words that I'd want to say. That that which you see is caused by that which you don't see. So right here in this verse, what we see, a great storm of wind which you can't see, all of a sudden begin to cause waves which you can see to beat into their boat. I want to ask you, what's beating into your place? What is beating into your boat? In this great walk of life that God's given to you and your family, what is it that's trying to beat you? What's trying to destroy you? What is trying to take away from you? What's trying to rob you? What is trying to diminish from you? What is trying to steal out of your life? That's what he said. The waves began to beat into the ship. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And the Bible says that they awake him. The disciples grew afraid, and they went to Jesus to wake him up. And they said unto him, Master, carest thou not what we, that we perish? No, 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 foolish statement. They knew that Jesus cared. They knew that Jesus loved them. They knew that Jesus could help them. 
But when things begin to happen in our life that are caused by things which we can't see or can't understand, it's one of the first things that's attacked is our understanding. And before you know it, we began to rattle foolishly. And that's what happened to these disciples. They said, Lord, don't you care? Sure he cared. He had proved time and time. I want to tell you, in each of your lives, God has proven time and time again how much he loves you and how much he cares about you. You never have to worry, does Jesus care? And with Jesus with me on this boat. If you're on that boat, Jesus is there on that boat. And the Bible says, and verse 39 says, And he arose, and he rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Once you notice what just happened in this verse. Also, now Jesus begins to rebuke. Now that word rebuke is a powerful word. Jesus began to deal with what they could not see, but was trying to cause what was fighting them. The waves were fighting them, but the wind which was invisible to them. I'm going to ask you something this morning. If what you're going through, if what you're facing, if what you're fighting through, if what you're trying to... Could it be caused by something that you can't see? Now, we spend our time trying to, I call it, domesticate our demons. <laughs> we try to rationalize. We, we try to give a natural reason. I will tell you, some things are natural. But you've got to determine in your life if what I am fighting is of the natural course or if what I am fighting could possibly be caused by a demonic entity that's fighting against my life. Now the Bible says, and he arose and he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the wind. I want you to know, he didn't just get up and speak to the waves. Jesus understood there was things that he could see that were caused by things which you couldn't see. And the first thing that he addressed was the thing that he could not see. Verse 40, And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? <laughs> How is it that you have no faith? Faith. It's like Jesus is shocked here. Why don't you have understanding, Jesus is saying? Why don't you understand these waves that's been beat against your boat? These waves that's been coming against your life, coming against your happiness, coming against your joy. Why do you not understand that there's something behind this attack? And it has robbed your faith. I'm going to tell you what. As long as you or I try to domesticate our demonic attacks, as long as we try to apply only the natural to them, we have no power over them. The immediate thing that would begin to take place is we will begin to wonder why in the world Jesus has let this happen to us. How come He doesn't care? And then verse 41 said, And they feared exceedingly, and they said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? We're talking about in the book of Mark. Now, the book of Mark is a tremendous... I'll give a little background here. The book of Mark is a tremendous book of the Bible. It's part of the synoptic Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're all telling the same story from different views. 
Now, Mark is chosen by God to share with us the miraculous view. And all of a sudden, Mark is the place in the Bible that exposes to us things that we can't see. Now, Mark really deals with three different ministries that Jesus had. And then he also deals with the three ministries that God's given to us. The first ministry that God has got given to Jesus was the miraculous ministry. Jesus had the power to believe God for miracles. I'm here to tell you, not only was that Jesus' ministry, but that's your ministry also. And where you learn to deal with miracles is not in your neighbor's life, but it's in your life. It's in your family. It's what you're going through. It's a, dealing with your finances. It's dealing with your health issues. The training ground for a believer is not in the world. The training ground of a believer is in your home, in your life. And Jesus had this powerful ability to believe for miracles. Man, Jesus could believe for 4,000 people to be fed from a single little sandwich. Jesus had the ability to believe God for a miracle where they were all ministered to. Everybody was taken care of. Everybody was helped. But not only is that Jesus' ministry, that's also the ministry we find in the book of Mark, if you're a servant of the Lord, that He has given into your life. And the training ground for the miraculous is in your life. Boy, I'm so thankful this past week in the church, we've underwent some real issues. But I'll tell you what, we've had some marvelous miracles. Man, we've had at least four families that crossed the line of the miraculous. We have one that we're missing on stage this morning in Grady, and Grady's in Little Rock today. They, they rushed him to Little Rock from Camden with the episodes of telling him he was going there for a direct surgery. He's having a heart attack. They had to turn around some things before he got there. And when he got there, God began to move. And in the great movement of God, he doesn't have to have the surgery. His heart is okay. God's taking care. Man, he crossed the edge. And our little daughter, Alicia, for all the past several months, she has fought against cancer. Her and Kenny, oh, he was so good this morning to see Kenny smile from one end of his face to the other. And she has been pronounced this week cancer-free for the glory of God. Woo! God has given not only Jesus this power and authority, but God has also given it to us. That, that's why the book of Mark is called the servant book. Because Jesus was servant to His Father, and then Jesus taught us how to be servant to our Father. So the first area of ministry was Jesus had this glorious ministry, that miraculous ministry. But the book of Mark reveals that Jesus had another reason of being here. And that was His healing ministry. When blind eyes needed to be opened, 
Jesus could lay hands on those blind eyes and they were opened. When a woman had an issue of blood, Jesus could bring healing. I want you to know, Jesus is the healer. And the second part of Jesus' great ministry was that Jesus is and continues to be the healer of all of mankind. I'm here to tell you something this morning. If you're suffering from issues right now in your life, Jesus is your healer. <laughs> if your heart's been broken, Jesus is your healer. <laughs> Whatever's happening in your life, He's your healer. But I'm here to tell you also, not only did Jesus give us, assume that responsibility Himself, Jesus has given us the innate ability. The Bible says Jesus sent out His disciples and, give them, and gave them this power to lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Amen. God miraculously helped you, Denny Sherman. Laying in that hospital elderator with that heart issue going on so bad. And here you are today. Healed by the hand of God. And God's got His continued healing this process. So, not only is Jesus the healer, but I want you to know God has anointed you to heal the sick. <laughs> Even if that sick is in your own household. So what we must do, we must understand, man, God has placed this anointing on my life. God has made me a healer. Not only is Jesus my healer, but Jesus has anointed me according to the Isaiah chapter 11 to heal the brokenhearted. Whatever it is, wherever the devil has tried to disrupt it, wherever, whatever he's tried to make sick, God has placed in your life the ability to pray and believe God for healing to come. But there's third area that Jesus had. Not only is He the miracle worker, and not only is He the healer, but He had this powerful ability to discern and cast out and deal with the devil. Because let me tell you what. Miracles deal with a lot of times our lot in life. The way things have worked out. Whatever is happening in your life, Jesus is the miracle worker. God can turn it around. Everybody say, turn around. Jesus can turn it around. Let's hear a horn blow. Jesus can turn it around. But anything that's natural. There are some here this morning that issues that you're facing, natural issues. You say, Pastor Jerry... My mother had heart situation, and I've got that same heart situation. You may say, you know, Brother Jerry, I've, I've got this going on in my life because I worked in a certain, certain place, and this issue, I'm here to tell you, Jesus is anointed to heal the natural problems of this life. Whatever it is, that's going, that means the mental issues. That means the spiritual issues. That means the physical issues. That means the family issues. Whatever is natural. Where the devil has had an indirect approach against you. 
to where indirectly He has caused things to happen in your life. God, I'm here to tell you He's the healer. And not only is Jesus the healer, but God has anointed you to bring healing into that situation. But some things are not natural. And some things are not dealt with us, our dealings in life. Some things are demonic in origin. For example, in the book of Mark, there's 16 chapters in the book of Mark. During those 16 chapters, Jesus healed, I think, about 27 or so people. And during the process of Jesus' healing, for certain people to find healing or deliverance, the devil first had to be dealt with. Thirteen times in the book of Mark, Jesus dealt with the spirit that was behind the matter. I'm here to tell you, there's things that you can pray about, but there's certain things that have to be cast out. There's things that you can ask God to heal, but certain things are not natural. They have a supernatural origin. Now, there's not a person here this morning that if you love Jesus, that He has not get, made you anointed for the miraculous. He's anointed you for the healing. But He's also anointed you with an authority to recognize and to cast the devil out wherever that demon spirit has tried to raise this ugly head. Now, you can maybe be a blind Bartimaeus situation where you need the healing and Jesus could just lay His hands. But you may be a woman with the issue of blood that behind that, before Jesus could heal her, He had to first deal with that evil spirit that had been sent against her. If there's any gift that's needed in the body of Christ today, it's the gift of discerning of spirits. It's being able to discern what spirit that is that's dealing your problem. And let me say this again. There are certain things in our lives that will not happen. We can pray about it. We can ask for healing about it. We can ask for a miracle on it. But until that spiritual entity is dealt with, that thing won't happen. That's not everything, but there are certain things in each of our life that the devil and his demonic powers have been sent against. So what we must do, we must ask the Lord, Lord, give me the spirit of discernment. Lord, help me to see that this that's against me is the devil or if it's just one of those things that I need to pray over or I need to pray through about. And we have to come to terms. What I'm asking you, there's some things that's happening in our life, then that wave is continually beating our boat, but it's caused by the wind which we can't see. What happened here, a demonic power, a demonic entities, has stirred that wind up to try to destroy Jesus and try to destroy His disciples. And if Jesus would have just let it alone, if the disciples would have just let it alone, it had the potential to destroy them. I'm here to tell you, some things have the potential to destroy your whole life. Even if heaven is your home, even if we get to go to heaven when we die, certain things have the potential of destroying our life. And on those things, we have to learn. We have to become aggressive. We have to become a warrior. 
And we have to deal with those things in an area of spiritual warfare. If there's not certain things in your life that you're attacking, then I guarantee you there's certain things that you will not be able to overcome. But if we believe that Jesus has given us authority over all the power of the enemy, if we believe that one of the major signs of a believer that Jesus has given every believer the innate ability to discern and to cast out and to break the powers of darkness. Jesus, when He stood up that day, He rebuked the winds. He didn't pray over the winds. I want to tell you, that which you can't see has to be rebuked. Jesus stood against the winds that were causing the waves to bring destruction. And when Jesus stood against the winds, Jesus rebuked the winds. He rebuked them. I'm going to call your attention to that. Now, there's certain things. There's two probable ways that we need to discern in each of our lives if this thing is natural origin or if this thing is spiritual origin. The Bible says that Satan and his fallen angels a third of God's great angels fell with the devil that day. Because what they did, they opened up their heart to evil. They no longer worshipped the God that had created them. They began to call for worship of themselves. And when they did, they fell. And they have become the hordes of hell that you and I have to fight on a daily basis. And unless we're willing to fight, I'm here to say, there's certain things that we will not be able to overcome. There's three things that are of major importance that we have, that we come to the Lord with the ability. Number one is to recognize whether that thing is natural or supernatural. What is happening? What's not letting your family find the peace? What's breaking up that relationship every time that you get into it? What every time the doctors think they think that thing is handled, then that something else raises up in its place? You've got to determine and recognize, is this thing of physical origin or is this thing of supernatural origin? And if it's of supernatural, I must begin to rebuke it. Even in Psalms 91, the Bible says the ability of a believer to walk in protection is the ability of that believer to discern and to trample on serpents and scorpions. It's the ability. Even Psalms 91 that we reach out and lay claim on. Even in the Lord's Prayer, the major part of the Lord's Prayer says, Lord, lead me not into the path of evil, but deliver me from evil. Even in the Lord's Prayer, our cry is, Lord, deliver us from that that's too big for us. Deliver us from that evil that's come against us. Deliver us from that that's come to try to steal away from me. Deliver me, O oh God. Amen. And so it's a vital important, number one, that I can recognize it. And there's two possible ways of recognizing whether that thing that's fighting you is spiritual or whether it's natural. If it's natural, you're anointed to heal naturally. You're empowered and the miraculous to overcome that that is natural. But God deals with spiritual in a different way. 
because he had gives us the authority to rebuke it. The same way that Jesus did when Jesus stood on the bow of that ship, Jesus gives us the power to rebuke it. So there's two possible ways that we can be able to know. First way is through discernment. Now discernment can come in a lot of ways. Discernment can come in a dream in the night. Discernment can come by the Lord just speaking into your spirit and letting you know. I cannot tell you how many battles that I have been in. And God would come and either give me a spiritual dream or God would with you to speak to my heart and say, Jerry, this battle that you're fighting is not a natural battle. This thing is empowered by hell and you must rebuke it. I remember I told you the glorious story of Lane and I this past week. But there's a lot of other stories that leads up to all those grandchildren speaking in tongues and praying. And some of those deal with this very thing. I remember the time in, in my family that, man, we was having such an issue. And I can remember that I was trying to fight it in the natural. I was trying to get, get this one to act right and this one to act right and this one over here. I was trying to get them to curb the way they were doing, curb the way you're saying things, curb it, try to live in harmony. But God gave me a vision. And in that vision, I saw this Leviathan, this demonic power, come up out of the water and was seizing my family. And God let me know that this thing is not a natural course. And all of a sudden, I began to fight it spiritually. When I began to rebuke it, because you pray about certain things, other things you rebuke in the authority of Jesus' name. When I began to rebuke it, I began to see change come. I could tell you story after story that as I was fighting in the natural, trying to get things worked out, trying to get things handled, trying to ask God, Lord, bring a miracle or help us in some way, then the Lord had to show me and had to reveal to me, this thing is not of natural origin. This thing is supernatural. It's been sent by hell to stop you. And I dare say, if I hadn't followed the direction of the Lord and moved on those particular issues, if I had not moved on those issues from prayer to rebuking, I would not experience what I experienced this past week with my grands. God can help us. The first thing is through discernment. The second way is you can, you can tell the characteristic of the battle. If that battle that you're in is stealing your joy, battles, even though they come against us, there should be a, an increased inspiration to fight inside of each one of us. I tell you what, God has not made us weaklings. God has made us strong in the Lord and the power of His might. So if that battle that you're fighting, if this begin to steal your joy, if this begin to rob your victory, if this begin to form a, de a depression and a discouragement inside you, if this begin to rob your courage, then you can know that thing is not of natural order. Because God empowers. If you're a believer here today, there's not a believer here that's not empowered to fight and to win in this life. God has empowered us. But when dem demons are involved, 
they not only do the attack, but they do the work behind. And they're there to rob your joy because they know the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if they can get the joy out of your life, they know that they can defeat you. If they can get the happiness, if they can get the victory, if they can get the inspiration. And one way to know definitely, if your prayer life is under attack. If you're finding it hard, not only are you fighting this battle, but you're finding it hard to be able to pray about it. Words don't come, or time don't come. And these things are being robbed from you. I'm here to say, that thing is of demonic origin. So if that thing is robbing you of victories that God has given to you, if you're not facing your battle with love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and kindness and faithfulness and meekness and temperance, if it's not the work of the Holy Spirit, then it's the work of the evil spirit that's trying to work in the midst of that battle. And what you need to get up daily, you need to look to God just like the Lord's Prayer taught us. You need to look to God and say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed and praised and worshiped be your name, Lord. But then you need to pray, Your kingdom come. Your will be done. The same victory, Jesus. The same victory that you won in heaven. I'm declaring it. And I'm rebuking everything that's trying to steal my victory. Lead us not in the pathway of battle, Lord. But deliver us, God, from every evil assault. Deliver us, O oh God. Send your powerful angels, O oh God. There's... There's about 30 or 35 ways that you can detect from the characteristic of the battle if it's of demonic origin. Let me close with this last one. Not only depression, not only discouragement, not only stealing your courage, not only that, but the time. If you've prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing seems to be moving, if you've had faith and trust in God and nothing seems to be moving, then that's a sure sign to look and see if that thing could be of spiritual origin. That's what happened to Daniel, Daniel chapter 10. Daniel had been praying and fasting for 21 days for the breakthrough to come. Now Daniel knew that God answered him. And therefore, 21 days, Daniel prayed and fasted but see, that wasn't the problem. The problem wasn't that God couldn't heal the situation. The problem wasn't that God couldn't miraculously form a miracle. Finally, an angel was sent to explain it to Daniel in Daniel chapter 10, verse 10. And he said, I had to send other angels to fight through because the demon barrier had built up against you, Daniel. Devils were standing against you and I had to send angels to break that barrier and to get your answer through. Some of you, the reason it's taken so long because there's been demons that's been sent to block your answers. They've been sent to stop you. They've been sent to make sure that prayer doesn't get through. God is sending the prayer. That's not the problem.
problem. The miracle is there. That's not the problem. The healing is beset. That's not the problem. The problem is demons are standing against it. And just like it was with Daniel, when God sent Michael, the archangel, and Michael came and fought on Daniel's behalf, I'm here to tell you, Michael is still alive, and he's still well, and he's still willing to fight, and he's still willing to break through for every one of us. In Jesus' name. I want you to do something. If you feel like what you're going through is of demonic origin, I want you to text me. I want you to just tell me that. Because I'm your pastor. I can help you fight through. And I'm going to begin daily just to send you a scripture, one scripture, to where you can take that scripture and you begin to fight your battle back against the enemy. Do you hear me? If you think that what you're going through is of demonic origin, if you think there's a possibility that evil demons have been sent to block my answer, to stop me from getting through, these things have been sent to stop me, then I want you to text me at 818-4440. I want you to just, all you have to do is say, Jerry, man, I'm fighting. Or I think it's, you can say anything you want to about what we've said this morning. Or I can get the message. And then daily I'm going to begin to pray with you. I'm going to begin to send you a scripture each day. And then we're going to fight back this devil until just like it happened for Daniel until Michael comes and the angels from heaven come and they begin to fight back the forces of darkness off of your life and bring the breakthrough for the glory of God. Amen. Will you pray with me? If you're here this morning, if you need Jesus, that's the first thing. I want you to know you're an open door to the devil if things are not right with God. Man, you're an open door to every demon. You're an open door to whatever the devil wants to do if you're not right with God. Let's make things right. Could we? Pray with me. Would you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my waywardness. Forgive me for sidestepping your will. Forgive me, Father, for not considering your way in my life the most important way. I ask your forgiveness. And in accordance with your scripture in 1 John 1, 9, I now claim that I am forgiven. I've asked you to forgive. I've agreed with you, Lord, that I was wrong. And so I receive by faith your forgiveness and your cleansing. Now I'm asking you, Lord, to first give me the gift of discernment. Help me to discern where these battles are coming from. If this sin is a constant flow, if the temptations are coming, they may be demonic. So, Lord, I ask you, I ask you, Lord, to give me discernment. And, Lord, not only to give me discernment, Lord, to give me the strength and the ability to fight. Lord, give me the power. Give me the inspiration. Give me the instruction to put me in that battle, God, and to fight this thing through until I win for the glory of God. Because, God, you have made the way for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise, of glory, praise God.